This episode is a rebroadcast of a Facebook Live event. To see Martha and Nellie's live show, please follow their Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Bubble Lounge Club. That's facebook.com backslash Bubble Lounge Club. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. So Martha, we just had Easter weekend. How was yours? It was, it was great. We did something really funny where we connected with some of Sean's uh, college friends. And we had people from New York, San Antonio, and Los Angeles. And we all got together on a Zoom phone call and we ate Easter brunch together. And we had a big computer at the end of our table so, they, so we could all see each other. So it was almost like we were all together. It was pretty fun, though. How many families? What about you? What did you do? Oh, um, we went on a bike ride because uh, it, it started, I woke up in the morning super early and it was pouring down rain and then all of a sudden it was gorgeous. So we went on a bike ride and we ran into our neighbors, the Jacksons, <laughs> riding at SMU campus as well. <laughs> yes, it's true. We all went on a bike ride. Like she said, it was rainy that morning, but then it turned to absolutely beautiful weather. So we went out on a family bike ride. And we're on SMU campus, which my kids just love to ride through the campus for some reason. And we ran into Nellie and her whole family. So we sat there and chatted six feet apart, of course, everyone. Yes. And uh, it was good to see you on Easter. Well, and it was the same here. And it was interesting because there were a lot of policemen out on Easter. So, you know, you, I kept feeling like I had to go like 20 feet apart from people on my bike because I wanted to follow the rules. I didn't want to yeah. end up in jail. Oh, I hear you. They make you feel so self-conscious when you're just talking to somebody and you can just feel their eyes on you and you just feel like you're doing something wrong, even if you're staying far away from each other. I know. It feels like a weird game. It just doesn't feel like reality. You know? No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like we're in a reality at all, like our, almost a reality show. It just, it just, I keep thinking we're going to wake up or we're in a movie or something like this isn't real. Yeah. But yet, you know, we wake up and it's the same. But there's light at the end of the tunnel. Things seem to be kind of leveling off. And uh, it's just interesting how much we all use social media during this time, right? Right. I mean, I have done so many Zoom calls. I have never used Zoom before. Now it's like my reality for every single day. And that's why we invited Dr. Melanie Mills in. She's been on the show before and we absolutely love her. And we're going to talk about staying socially connected while we're social distancing. Should I say in here she Nellie, is now? No, yes. Hold on. Nellie, put a little color on and kind of recap what she said, you know, kind of build it up and then uh, introduce her into it. Yeah, so social distancing while, well, sorry, what's the title again? Staying socially connected while we're social distancing. So staying socially connected while we're social distancing is a whole new Miss Manners book. It really is. Remember the old Miss Manners book and it told you what to do and what not to do and what was acceptable? That's what it feels like. It feels like it's being written though and we're all players <laughs> and we don't really know the rules. Maybe, maybe you and I should get together and we can write that book. We'll get together over Zoom or six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So guys, here comes Dr. Mill. She's so much fun. Stay tuned and listen. Welcome back to the Bubble Lounge, Dr. Mel. Hi, thank you guys for having me. It's so good to have you, especially during these times. We all are a little stressed out, I would have to say. Yes, to say the least. 
Yeah, we basically, everyone had to change overnight with how they have uh, relationships, business relationships. Everyone's working online now. School's gone online, and we're not having that too much interpersonal um, exchanges with one another. And, and it seems like a lot of people are getting a little tense right now. We've been on this for a good month now, and tensions are starting to rise between families and spouses and friends. They most definitely are. And I use a personal example last week, last Thursday, I had been okay up to that point. And it, I don't know if y'all have experienced everything coming to a head where for me, that was my last Thursday. And so it was about four o'clock and I couldn't keep it all in. And so I decided I need to go for a quick run outside and get it all out. So I go on my jog and I just start bawling. Like I could cry right now. I just start crying. And in my head, I start thinking, okay, one in 10 people have lost their jobs. Like I start taking it all on and flushing it out and really thinking through what I've been thinking and experiencing and watching and wrestling with and trying to just identify everything that I can through my run. And I get home and my son's like, have you been crying? And I'm like, I have, I've been crying. He's like, you've been crying. And I'm like, yes, it's healthy to cry. It's good to get it out. And so that's my first thought about all this is the people around us under our roof are witnessing how we really deal or lack thereof with our emotions and how we process and how we go through things, which really can be an opportunity. And so I tried to use that as an opportunity to be honest. Yeah, I went running and I did the ugly cry and I got it all out and I needed to do that and that's okay. So that's yeah, just I, one thing I was thinking about. Yeah, no, I find I have to go through in my head and think about all the things that are worrying me and yeah. then start a new column in my head about all the things that I'm grateful for that are going well. Yes, yes. I I really love how both of you handle it because I'll be honest, I'm one of those people that likes to avoid emotions and it's very rare that I cry. But just like you said, Dr. Mel, I had a day uh, over the weekend where it all came to a head and I just, my whole body just felt tense. I hadn't really gotten in a good workout and that's the key to me getting stress out of my body is a good hard workout. Yeah. And I told Sean, I go, I just want to give you a pre-warning. It's all hit me today. I want to punch somebody. I don't care who it is. It can be some random person at the grocery store, but just be warned. I'm not myself today. So I, I definitely think uh, running and just working out is key to feeling better. I agree. I agree. We need an outlet. We need to get out what's in, right? And so even like yes. neurologically, neuropathways, we have to vent so that we don't form toxic neuropathways, even in our brain. Like we need to get it out in healthy ways. Not punching the person at the grocery store is probably not the best idea, but you're identifying how you're feeling, which is wonderful because you're like, okay, short fuse day, so keep your distance. Mm -hmm. If you want to get in the realm of, of my uh, whatever it is that's going on, that's your choice. I'm just telling you, heads up. Yeah. Well, I think one of the scariest things for people is, you know, normally when you go through something difficult whether it's losing somebody in your life or, you know, or losing a job or a pet or anything. When you go through something hard, usually, you know, when you wake up the next morning, you know what, it's going to get better today. And I think that's what's probably bothering a lot of people. I know it's bothering me that there's not this, uh, there's the goalpost keeps moving. Nobody knows yeah. where it goes. 
Yes, and that's where we were talking about social media. We really can use this as a support system because we are all feeling like that. We all have that, not necessarily fear of the unknown where it's overtaking us, but we all have that angst of, I don't, I don't know when we're going to hug in again. We were talking about hugging earlier. I don't know when that's going to happen. I do know, though, that we are going to. So without having a definite, I don't know when, we are hopeful, right? And we know that we will. Like, this is not going to stay like this forever. Things are different. So and it's not even to me like a new normal because I don't even know what normal is, to be honest. But it's a new way of adjusting. So how do I work with them today? It's really like my husband and I are, we're always saying just for today. Like I can't even make plans for tomorrow. We're just doing what we can do today. So you're right. I think it's, it's scary, but at the same time, can we change our mindset to where we see opportunities in times that we will never get back in ways that are good for us? Yeah, there's definitely some silver lining to all this. I've heard a lot of people say good things. I actually probably have heard more people say positive things than negative things about being on lockdown, as I always call it. Um, a lot of people are saying that they just have more time to spend with their families, more quality time, that they're being more present. And I think that's really good. This whole concept of these crazy schedules that we all keep, especially those of us with kids is just insane. We're just always going and blowing and don't have family dinner together and things like that. And it's a really great opportunity just to reassess and circle back and get back to old fashioned family values. I agree. I agree. And also one thing I keep thinking is how do we want our children to be as parents and as spouses if they choose to get married? And let's think about that. Okay, so they have an opportunity now that they've never had before to watch how we do handle things, how we treat each other. We do get upset. We do go cry. We do have to work through our feelings. We are fearful at times because we don't know what's going on. But then what do we do with all that? When else are we ever going to have that opportunity for them to walk out from beginning to as far as like the bookends go with this season? It's pretty cool if you think about it you get to invest in ways that you might never get to invest, especially if you have kids leaving. Now they're back home. They're with younger siblings. It's really kind of cool. Not that I'm not, I'm so upset clearly with my job, with people dying in the horrific situation. I'm not negating that at all. I'm just encouraging us to find the opportunities that are in this pandemic. Well, for example, the environment is reacting so well. I heard them saying that, uh, in India, northern India, they could see the Himalaya mountains now, and they haven't seen them in decades. Yes, which I thought was yes. so interesting. You know, uh, yes. you know, China. You know, I've been in, in uh, trying to fly into Beijing from southern China, where my flight's been canceled because the pilots can't see because the pollution is so thick, and you can see everything. You see these, you know, these empty streets, which is very sad in Beijing, but you can see. Yeah, I, just like uh, Venice. Have y'all heard about the canals in Venice? Like you yes. can see through the water? Yes. Oh, wow. How beautiful mm -hmm. that is. Too, too bad we can't be there to see it. But same thing with LA, Delhi. Of course, the skies are really clear there, I've heard, for weeks. Yeah. Yes, yes. Even just health-wise, that's healthier for people going walking. Like, like you're making the grateful list. We have less pollution right now. That's something we can add when we go walking. Now the allergies are crazy. But that, I think what are the things we're grateful for? 
I think we have less pollution except for the Lysol spray. We're all spraying on everything. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, this cannot be good. My whole house smells like Lysol spray. No, I agree. Yeah, mine does too. Well, I've heard a lot of people complaining about their spouses and it just being hard to be in the same house all day together because we're used to not being around each other quite so much. But something I was curious about is if you heard of anyone that this has actually been good for their marriage, maybe they weren't doing so well beforehand, but they've been able to reconnect since they're around each other more and maybe it's been a positive for them. Yes. So before you have the, the one couple I'm thinking of, we're both working or they're still both working, right? traveling almost like two ships passing in the night managing the house with the children not connecting not emotionally connecting so now we're quarantined now we're under one roof now we're having to work together with how are we going to work in these separate rooms how are we going to help co-parent how are we going to help homeschool how are we going to plan the meals okay we have to really adjust to this new way of life right now and i'm realizing what brought me to you in the very beginning so I'm getting back to, okay, I was drawn to your intellect. I was drawn to how responsible you were. I was drawn to that you're the sharpest tool in the shed. And then I was drawn that you're sensitive and that you're caring and that you're a good parent. Mm -hmm. So we're noticing how we can be, um, sometimes get distracted and miss why we chose one another. So that's another opportunity. One thing that um, my husband and I just started doing was a date car picnic. So you can go somewhere and pick up food. And if you have children that are old enough to stay at home and have a car, bring your utensils, have your car date, actually put on makeup, make an effort. Or you can have, you know, am I allowed to say a bedroom picnic where you close the door and you tell the kids we're having, you know, alone time and we're having a dinner date. Y'all can watch the movie in here or not the bed, maybe not the, okay, can we edit that and take that out? Maybe not the bedroom, maybe the dining room or something. But not everybody has houses that are big enough to accommodate moving around like that where you set up your own date time, which I think is incredibly important and get back to the basics. Why did I choose you? What did I like about you in the beginning? Because you're bugging me so much right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see you are kind of cute. I like the eye contact. I miss this. I need this hug. I need this validation here or whatever it is. So I have heard some cool stories where they're connecting in ways that they haven't in years for some couples that have been so busy just trying to keep their heads above water. From well, her. you know, I'm turning into a 1950s housewife because I am more than happy to run to my husband at 5 p.m. and bring him a cocktail and his slippers. And yes! Because that's all we have. <laughs> I love that. I made grapefruit juice. You know, fresh grapefruit juice is good for any couple with a little water <laughs> <laughs> I, I love what you were saying about date night. Nellie, it reminds me of the picture you just posted on Instagram recently. I guess it was over the weekend. You guys had a little date night in your garage. Tell us about it. Oh, we did. We did a, um, like a drive-in movie in our garage. So we have a 1936 Pontiac that has these suicide doors, meaning they open outwards. Yes. Like cool. uh, and it's really, it's just a comfortable car and it survived so much. So it feels like a cozy place to us because it's been around since 1937. So we, um, my husband built like a, you know, a redneck garage, a, a gym. I mean, in our garage almost immediately because he was worried everything was going to sell out. So he put it all together in case we were literally stuck in our houses. So yes. he had television up as well. So we had a TV okay. up 
and we watched Ferris Day, Bueller's Day Off and uh, sat in the car and ate popcorn. And it just, it felt like an adventure. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the grateful too, is what adventures are we taking on in this craziness and doing things we wouldn't normally do to make new memories? So I have a question though. My biggest worry at this time is teenagers. Mm -hmm. I feel like younger kids are sort of, you know, they're not thinking as much about that. They can think more within this day, this week. Teenagers are planners more than that, just like adults are. And I feel like this is a very hard time for them to grow up. I know this isn't going to go on forever, but that fear that it might and that they're not in school and they're not with their friends and they can't go on dates. What do you say to teenagers about that? Right. Uh, well, I think first and foremost, what you said is this is not forever, right? And so what, how can we use, especially teenagers, not all, but I think the majority of them are running, 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 going, going, going. They have so much stress educationally. Mm -hmm. And I think it, we're talking about Highland Park. You know, there could be a lot of pressure and competition and I'm fear of missing out and I'm not going to this party or I'm not doing that. So how can I invest in myself right now? because I'm between 14 and 18 or however old. And this is a time where I actually can learn about me. I can identify my strengths. I can see, I can think right about how they're playing out in my relationships. I can think about my friendships. I can think about my friends that I'm appreciating and maybe some ways that we are not relating healthy or the ways that we are. Do I want to stay the same person? Do I want to, maybe alter some things. Do I want to maybe gossip less or build others up more? Or if I'm recognizing that I'm a natural born leader, hey, maybe I'll start a club next year. Like what are some changes that I might wanna make? And then what do I like now in my life that's serving me well and serving others well and I'm contributing to my family? Maybe I wanna be nicer to my brother and sister. Maybe I am being sweet. Maybe I should work on being more kind and helping out. So I think it's a really cool opportunity, especially for teens, because they are so busy and things can get so ramped up. They have this space, this margin right now to really look at who they are. Who do I want to become? Do I embrace my worth? Do I know how to identify what I have to offer the world around me? And if not, let's dig, let's look, let's figure it out. Because when this is over, I'm going to go back to what I already know, right? And that's my busyness, that's my schedule. And then maybe if I add this into my life, maybe I won't go back to the way things were. Maybe I might make some changes. And what might those be? I don't yeah, know, does that answer your question? Yes. Yes, oh yeah, it answered my question for sure. Yeah. Really good. It's a good, plan. It's a good way to spin it and say, this is introspection time. This is a good time for you. These mm -hmm. things are going to happen. Think about them. You're right. I like that positiveness. Mm -hmm. But like, it's I can't look at what you are. I mean, yes, it's, it's a, like my, I'm so back to my cry last Thursday. I'm sad for the seniors. I really am like that makes me sad. I can only imagine what they're experiencing. But even with that, can I look at that as a teenager and say, okay, where am I coming from? A mindset of entitlement like I deserve this and then where am I coming from I feel like this was taken away from me and I'm sad like I need to recognize those feelings mm -hmm. what a great way to even up like identify the difference well uh, dr. Mel you mentioned stress with the teenagers a little bit earlier and I was curious if you obviously we're all under stress of various kinds 
what is what are good ways for us to deal with our stress besides working out? Anything else that you would recommend? Well, for me, um, I have a spiritual component, which I think, however, that works out for some people will meditate, some people will pray, some people will um, do yoga, like it just depends on kind of your thing. But I think a spiritual component is really important, just me personally. Um, I feel like mentally, like I said, about being honest with what you're thinking and how you're feeling in a healthy way. Um, when we're not in the short fuse days, <laughs> when we can actually process and say, I am feeling fearful. I am feeling grateful. I, you know, how am I working through this? So I think mentally being mindful of what you're thinking and how that is impacting your feelings, right? Cause it starts with our thoughts. So just the mental, just trying to stay healthy. Um, also recognizing if you are equipped with the tools to stay healthy, like some of us are having some real self-actualization moments of saying, you know what, I'm not equipped to handle stress. I need to figure out what strategies I can implement so that I can get healthier. Maybe I've seen, witnessed, heard some people having to change some friendships because they're realizing I have been, that's another way. Where are you, who are you surrounding yourself with? So if we're surrounded by, maybe we've just had these fun friends that might be too critical for us right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not good for us to, were you going to say something, Nellie? Oh, <laughs> you start to notice certain people reach out to you and others don't. And that's kind of a sign unto itself, right? Right. Yes. Like, and don't we feel so grateful for the people checking on us? Yes. I mean, we're not going to ever forget that. And then well, the ones really that aren't make you it reminds you of who who are the the real close friends which is important yeah. yes i i actually have reached out and texted people that i don't normally communicate with just to check in with them and um you know we don't chat for very long on text but i just i don't know i just feel like checking on random people that i don't normally talk to just to see what's going on I've had that same experience. Just random people come into my mind. I'm like, that is so wild. I haven't thought about her in years. I want to check on her. True. Yeah, I, I was just thinking of something when you said that. Um, you know, we're reaching out to other people, and so we're online with them a lot or whatever, FaceTime or Zoom. What do you feel about that? this constant screen time that everybody's getting during this crisis? Do you think it's too much? Do you think we should limit ourselves and our children? Absolutely. 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 I think obviously just, I mean, common sense would tell us we don't need screen time all day, but we get in these habits. We're like, Ooh, am I missing something or am I even missing something on the news? Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important to check in, check out, check in, check out. Once again, using this time to learn how to be alone, what it's like to actually be with yourself. Do I even like being with myself? So if we're constantly on screen time, we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to actually think. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I have become kind of addicted to our neighborhood Facebook page, and sometimes it gets really heated and just sets such a negative tone. And I've just had to tell myself, you got to stop looking at that. There's there's no value here. So you're just causing yourself unnecessary stress. Yeah. So. Check in, check out, because you can see what's going on, but getting wrapped up in all the drama. I'm, oh, I know, I know, I know. I just had a friend telling me the other day, she's like, I want to say something about the education part, 
about this, but then I can't say that because this person's going to say this and they're going to get mad and then everybody's going to judge me. <laughs> it was yeah. like a whole thought process that really and truly hop on, hop off, hop on, hop off. Or that's yeah. my two cents. And let's remind those people who are commenting on everybody that this is going to pass and they're going to be like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I know. And you know what opportunity to actually build each other up. Yeah. And to promote kindness in our community this is really such a cool opportunity do we really need to be bringing people down right now and I saw I did see the one where they said no more posting after a happy hour yeah <laughs> yes that was my favorite if you've been drinking please don't come on Facebook yes. <laughs> yeah. well Dr. Mel you have passed along some really really great advice and we really appreciate you coming on the show today we do. It was so cheery to see you, your beautiful face and your pink, and just give Thank us all you kinds of positive. My favorite earrings. Your favorite earrings. Oh, I love those. <laughs> but are you wearing pants? We have to ask all of our guests if they're wearing pants. Or I'm shorts. wearing jeans. <laughs> okay. Can you see my jeans? Here, I'll show you. Can you see? I'm wearing jeans. She's actually oh, wearing. So she is. And I'm kicking <laughs> And she's doing 1920s dance for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a flower. I love it. <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. Of course. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yay! Love y'all. Love you too. That's, that's been another episode of the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. And I'm Nellie Shudo, and we'll catch you next time.